starting off today, we're going to have Derek Hall share his new business idea, what he would be doing next, and then we'll provide feedback. So let's start. Go ahead, Derek. Thanks, Sean. Um, so one of the one of the ideas that I've been thinking about lately, and to give you some context, um, I play golf. I was a college golfer at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. And one of the ideas that I've had recently is what if you could create a mobile app of sorts or a web-based essentially social network that connects golfers around the world and in the same way that people can play fantasy sports against each other across the world what if you could create virtual golf tournaments but real golf being played um meaning you know you've got 10,000 people on a platform they go out on a saturday afternoon to play golf in this tournament everyone puts in 10 bucks and the top five percent um end up getting some sort of a re you know financial return um through this virtual competition i guess what i've been trying to figure out in my head is how do you go about this in a way that real scores are counted and how do you validate that those scores are in fact true Make sense? Yeah, how do, I mean that would that was the first thing that came to my mind is how do you validate that the scores are accurate? Because I don't my my friends when I go golfing don't even give me accurate scores. I'm standing next <laughs> to them, so that would be the it's a good point. Thing. Good point. Yeah. But I don't know. That would be the only that would be the only thing. I don't know if you could if you could do it in real time or if they could uh, if there's some sort of like live streaming involved. You could do that. I don't know. Why isn't there a ball that just tracks your score? There's the idea. That's my idea. My idea is that we're going to have a, invent a golf ball that'll actually track your score. Can't Just cheat it. An idea. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, but like that would be. I mean, I could still get a hole in one every time. Or a marker that you mark the ball with, that is Bluetooth enabled, and <laughs> I don't know. No, but it's a. Uh, I, I think the idea is interesting if you can make it work from a practicality standpoint. You know, rule based standpoint. You know, one of the thoughts that I've had is if in order to play in the competition, you actually have to partner. You have to be playing with three people that you don't actually know in real life. And so the app partners four people together and, you know, then everyone's kind of everyone um, keeps policing track. each other. Mm -hmm. Everyone keeps track of everyone else's score. Obviously there's issues with that because you can stand on the first tee and decide, you know, the four of us are going to cheat. This guy's going to shoot a 64 um, and we're all going to, take a piece of the pie i don't know but if you had to play multiple rounds with multiple people you couldn't always have the same group line each time yeah you'd be able to kind you know police. pattern recognition and whatever else yeah, yeah. May maybe that's maybe that's how it is it's instead of one round counting it's you know it's the cumulative of 20 rounds together playing with 60 different people and that can kind of validate the process i think that would be a, a decent way of solving the problem what do you guys think would that solve the in data integrity issue it would make it a lot less of an issue, that's for sure. But I think you still would have... I've done a lot of competition-based businesses. We did Top Blip, which was like an online American Idol. And now we're doing Adventure Hunt, which is also a competition to you know race to find buried treasure. And a lot of it was done digitally. And without fail, there are people that try to cheat every single time we do a competition. And there are those that have... When we did Top Blip, which was the, the online uh, music competition, 
there were those that succeeded in cheating to the point where we had to shift. Meaning what? Like they were auto tuning their voices? No, they were they were uh, casting a bunch of bogus votes for themselves, Mm. and they were doing it from all over the world with scramblers or whatever. Yep. Excuse me. And we we eventually had to say, you know what? The fan vote now only counts as one third of the total outcome. And then the other third was us as you know the founders, and then the final third was the artists themselves who they were opening up for. So to give it context for those that don't know what it was, it, it you know they would be opening for a major artist. You'd be competing to open for you know somebody who's actually legitimately on tour. They're on the radio. Everyone knows who they are. That artist would vote for who they thought was the best among the contestants. That was good for thirty three percent. Our vote was good for thirty three percent, and then all their fan votes, which if they were bogus or not, we just counted them as thirty three percent. Maybe the next question is, is: in a social network like this, or in a game or a competition, you have to have a you have to get a hit critical mass fast to become sustainable. So, Derek, how would you hit critical mass? And maybe you know, Sean and Brian, how, you know, what would you do to you know get users quickly as well? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I agree with the the fact that you have to <clears throat> hit critical mass in order to succeed. I think you can start in small markets like Utah, for example. And, you know, one of the other ideas I had on this same, on this same concept is, you know, maybe one way to solve this problem of, you know, uh, tracking rounds and, and the validity of them is partnering with local uh, public courses that have these men's leagues. And so, Eaglewood Golf Course up in Bountiful might have, you know, 120 guys that are part of their weekly men's leagues. Um, and, you know, you, you've got to sign up through that system. Um, but that's also a way that you could grow your user base. So somehow partner with local golf courses to get them interested in your platform. And maybe this is the platform that they manage their men's leagues on. Um, and then you've got these global competitions that are on top of that you know, that first layer. Um, but that would be a way to, you know, close B2B partnerships, um, properly incentivize the golf course to participate. And then they can, you know, they can roll it out to all of their players. Okay. Perfect. I like the idea of hitting a smaller market, Brian. That's a good question. You can skip pass if you don't want to, if you don't answer it. I'll have Sean answer first and then I'll answer. Yeah. I I think starting in a small market actually is what I would personally suggest you do because if you can kind of become king of your own hill you know conquer your mountain first and then move slowly out from there it's easier to become king of the hill on bigger hills as you've conquered smaller ones along the way so I would think you definitely get your core group and I'm not an avid golfer but I do golf um, you know just kind of recreationally when I can but I would think that if you could go to these uh, different uh, you know, whether it be country clubs or golf courses, whatever, get people on board, get some of the local, uh, students on golf teams, both at the high school and college levels on board, maybe even go to top golf and like make something fun out of it. You know, where people are going golfing every day, you do some sort of like spread the word there, make it like really big here in Utah or specifically maybe in the Salt Lake area. To me, that would be the way to do it. Plus you'd be testing it before you get too far down the road to see if it's like going to catch on. If people like it here, then they might like it elsewhere. Totally. So, yeah. So I have a, uh, so I worked at a, my company, my last company was acquired by this other company. I, I, I worked for this company and there's this employee there that worked for Adams golf. Mm-hmm. He said that golf is a, it's a, it's a dying industry. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but like, apparently there's a lot of like, um, courses that are shutting down in America and just in general, it's like consolidating. So I think Adams golf was bought by like TaylorMade or something. So it was like, yeah. So, um, it's kind of interesting. And, um, I was talking to him about, it. I was like, well, what's the deal with golf? You know, why is it dying or why is it consolidating? He's like, well, a lot of these older guys, 
you know, are getting old and not playing anymore. And young people are not doing golf. They're not playing golf because it's really expensive. Um, and it takes up another thing is time. You know, if you do 18 hole, nine holes is what two and a half, three hours, 18 holes is like five, six hours. Right. So I think it's kind of an interesting problem if you look at golf in general. Um, but you see like top golf, these like, I don't know what you classify top golf. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a club, but it's like a restaurant slash country club slash um, night driving club. range. Yeah. Nightclub, you know, so slash it's like great date idea. Yeah. Slash, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Great date idea. <laughs> That's so, going to be Sean's idea today. He's going to talk about a great date idea. <laughs> but, you know, do a dating app and how to monetize it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe maybe that, maybe, because Golf they have those golf um, balls that actually are, um, they have chips in them, right? So, they know exactly yeah. how far they go and where they go and whatnot. I did, so you, I did not know that. So, you could control that. Actually, that might be where you do your tournament instead of on the course. Maybe it's at this type of place where it's more, the, the environment's more kind of geared towards that gaming um, i actually think that's a great idea because at top golf i mean top golf already kind of does that is the only problem like they're already keeping okay. score yeah so they own yeah. that. that initially that sounded like a good but, idea and it but probably is but, but couldn't you use that it, couldn't you use those scores in a yeah in nationwide yeah nationwide comp, yeah, com, yeah actually contest? why not in fact maybe you could partner with top golf use their already existing software yeah. tie it into your app yeah. Put cut them in on the revenue, do a rev share with top. I don't know. That could actually be a lot quicker way to reach the masses too. Top yeah. golf is everywhere and it's massively popular. I wonder yeah, if you could yeah. also take those sensors or to where they measure the ball or location. And if you could also plug that into a golf course with, you know, being pretty minimalist that, at yeah. the same time. That's actually yeah, interesting. You'd almost, I think you'd have to make a smart course and maybe if you put sensors all over a course, inside of the actual cups and you know could figure out a way to validate whether someone's playing an honest round of golf or not that'd be an interesting concept i don't know how you scale that but yeah anyways well perfect well thanks guys yeah perfect thanks for sharing this idea derek and he's the founder of torcedores and join us again for the next episode where we'll have sean bingham share his new business idea thanks and we'll catch you next next time